Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, February 27th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Jay Doherty. And I'm David Escobar. And here are today's headlines. The Long Island Railroad is beginning full service today at Grand Central Madison. Today's launch comes almost three months after the LIRR's original target date, which was slated for December. It's been a long time coming for the LIRR at Grand Central. With this expanded service, the MTA says it hopes to up its service nearly 40%. But even with less crowded trains and a new station, some Long Islanders have expressed frustration with the changes to the railroad service. Commuters are worried that it'll take longer to transfer to the subway, given the new station is located 150 feet below ground. Other riders have expressed their concerns over fewer morning trains to Penn Station, added local stops on express trains, and fewer connections at Jamaica Station. But the MTA says it'll equip stations with outreach workers and staff to help people get acclimated to all of these changes. Queensboro President Donovan Richards and New York City Parks Commissioner Sue Donahue will announce the reopening of the Flushing Meadows Corona Park Aquatic Center today. The park closed in 2020 due to emergency netting installation and a need to repair the park's pool floor. Coinciding with the reopening, park programming for youth and adult fitness classes is also expected to be announced today. Today, New York City Fire Department Commissioner Lauren Kavanaugh will rename the FDNY Auditorium to the Robert O. Lowry Auditorium to honor a former department commissioner. Lowry was the first black FDNY commissioner and served from 1966 to 1973. The renaming ceremony will take place this afternoon at FDNY headquarters in Brooklyn. Today, city council members gathered with representatives from the mayor's office to end domestic and gender-based violence. They discussed new legislation updating the Home Plus program, which helps survivors of domestic abuse who want to stay in their homes across the five boroughs. Intro 534A would develop a program to install personal alarm systems and locks and door and window replacement services free of charge, all without documentation or a police report. First Deputy Commissioner of the Mayor's Office to End Domestic and Gender-Based Violence, Saloni Sethi, says she hopes the passing of this bill will raise awareness about domestic and gender-based violence. Housing instability is one of the largest barriers. For example, domestic violence is one of the leading causes of housing and homelessness for women and their children. Council members responded positively to these developments. The bill will now await codification into the state legislature. And this evening, the National Weather Service expects as much as five inches of snow in some areas of New York. Parts of Connecticut may also see up to 10 inches of snow as early as tonight. Conditions could improve quickly as temperatures increase throughout the week. Back in the city, the Jonas Brothers are headed to Broadway. The trio will perform from March 14th to 18th at the Marquee Theater at 210 West 46th Street. The Joe Bros will perform tracks from their expansive discography, which spans from 2007 to today. Tickets for the shows are not yet on sale, but the pre-sale is expected to go live shortly. And speaking of Joe's coming to Broadway, singer JoJo will debut as Satine in Moulin Rouge the Musical. Starting April 11th, the pop star, famous for hits like Too Little Too Late, will take the stage on Broadway's Al Hirschfield Theater for 14 weeks. JoJo will star as the protagonist in the musical, which follows the story of a young composer in Paris who falls in love with an actress named Satine. Tickets for the performance are on sale now. And on this day in 1980, Billy Joel's sixth studio album, 52nd Street, won Album of the Year at the Grammys. 
Maybe you'll recognize the tune, My Life, from that record. Another notable winner was Song of the Year, which went to the Doobie Brothers for their song, What a Fool Believes. And Gloria Gaynor won Best Disco Record for her hit song, I Will Survive. It's actually the first and last time a Best Disco Record award was handed out at the Grammys. And now we're turning to the world of sports with WFUV's Taylor Mercetta. Thanks, David. Social media star turned boxer Jake Paul faced his first loss in the ring last night, falling to Tommy Fury in an eight-round fight. It was Paul's first fight against a professional boxer as he's only competed against MMA fighters and YouTubers. After the fight, Paul said that he did not agree with the judge's decisions and he was dealing with both sickness and an arm injury, something the crowd did not appreciate. As for Fury, he improved his record to 9-0. It seems to be the week of the buzzer beater in NCAA women's basketball, the latest in a top 10 matchup between the number two Indiana Hoosiers and the number six Iowa Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes were down two points with just seconds to go until Iowa's Caitlin Clark unleashed an insane three-pointer to seal the deal for her team. Clark said that she knew the shot was money when it went into the basket, and the win is sure to help the Hawkeyes going into the postseason. And right here on Rose Hill, the Rams are rolling on the basketball court. The men's team took down Rhode Island 74-71 on their home turf on Saturday, which is now known as Rose Thrill by a legion of fans. They've secured 11 conference wins this season, which is a new Fordham record. And on the women's side, they capped off their regular season with a win over Davidson, 74-65. They're now seated fourth in the A-10, heading into championship season. With WFAV Sports, I'm Taylor Massetta. Thanks, Taylor. Spring is just around the corner, and New Yorkers recently kicked off the season at the Lunar New Year Parade. WFUV's Leah Mallory has the story. The Lunar New Year has already passed by us, but that doesn't mean the celebrations stop. All over New York, the Lunar New Year is celebrated by Chinese and non-Chinese people alike to honor the coming spring season. The annual Lunar New Year parade in Chinatown, Manhattan is a New York staple, and this year the streets were flooded with people observing the 25th annual parade. The Lunar New Year, also known as Chinese New Year, marks the arrival of spring and the first new moon of the lunisolar calendar, which is the historic Chinese calendar that distinguishes dates based on the cycles of the moon. Each new moon means the beginning of a new month. For Gregorian calendar users, that means the Lunar New Year kicked off on January 22nd, and the holiday is celebrated for 15 days. Though commonly observed in China, Many other cultures, including South Korea and Vietnam, also celebrate the Lunar New Year with a variety of traditions symbolizing prosperity, abundance, and togetherness. And New York is no different when it comes to honoring the Lunar New Year. At the 25th annual parade in Manhattan, the streets hummed with music and the pops of firecrackers. Giant floats filled the streets carrying women dressed in their respective cultural clothing known as hanfus. Red confetti floated from the sky, and vibrant colored lions danced down the parade route, all while spectators watched in excitement. 
Stella Sue, a parade spectator, says that she does celebrate the Lunar New Year, and it was her first time at the parade. She says that celebrating Chinese culture in New York demonstrates how diverse New York is. Well, I think it's, it makes New York um, special to celebrate all the different cultures here and kind of the salad bowl like, like it is. You know, I think the Lunar New Year is something that a lot of the Asian cultures celebrate. And I mean, it's meaningful because it, it really marks the beginning of a new zodiac year. It's the year of the rabbit. Sue is talking about the Looney Solar Calendar, where each year is represented by a zodiac animal. According to Chinese astrology, these animals have lucky meaning and are associated with certain qualities. The year of the rabbit represents traits including elegance, intelligence, and longevity. Post-pandemic, Sue says that the turnout this year is what made the parade enjoyable. I think it's just like the vibe and everyone's gathering here. Yeah, just seeing everyone up close like this. It's been a while since we've seen so many people after the pandemic and everything. And Jen Yu, another spectator, agrees. I came like years ago, but this is the first time it's coming back like in full force post-pandemic. So I think it's awesome. People are clearly like hyped up for it, and it, I mean it's just great to see everyone rallying together, especially like Chinatown took a huge hit throughout 2022. So it's I mean it's heartwarming to see everyone come together again. The Lunar New Year Parade is only one way in which New York honors various Asian cultures. But there are more things locals can do to support Asian communities year-round. These include purchasing from Asian-owned businesses and getting involved with Asian nonprofits and community-based organizations. You can find out more information at www.nycgo.com/support for NYC Asian Community. With WFUV News, I'm Leah Mallory. That was WFUV's Leah Mallory talking to New Yorkers at the Lunar New Year Parade. And that's our show for today. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jay Doherty. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.